DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And A today stands for another day. At wow. least another day for Nathaniel Hackett and probably another week, uh, as teams usually don't fire coaches in the middle of the week. Uh, so that's what we're here to talk about. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all of their great deals that they have over there, including bet five on an NFL money line. Get $150 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, well. no uh, 6 a.m. <laughs> jump out of bed, throw on a sweater, and come to the studio for an emergency show today. No, there, there wasn't, and I'm... Uh, not surprised, and I think, you know how we talk about with coaches how it's good to get out of the building, it's good to not overthink things, it's good to kind of take a step back uh, from their coaching things. I kind of did that last night. When I left because the game was so bad, uh, and of course, there's still nothing to feel good about that game for, but you kind of take a step back, and you realize this isn't the first time that a coach has started 3-8 and eight in their first season and made it to the next game. In fact, the past two Broncos coaches have started three and eight their first season. And not only did they make it to the next week, they made it to the next season. Now, there were two major differences with this team and those teams. The first, those teams didn't have a quarterback named Russell Wilson, uh, a quarterback that had many Pro Bowls to his name. And then the second that comes with that is the just the expectations for this season were so different than those other teams. But let's also not forget that those teams – uh, especially the one with Vance Joseph, did have a good defense, a really good defense. And there was some hope that maybe they could build around that and be competitive. I think there was probably still more optimism around this season. But there, there were things going for it. And now while John Elway had to sleep on it, Vance did get a second year. And so the fact that we're sitting here today after what I can only assume is going to be the most embarrassing loss because of how bad they were, how bad the, the Panthers were, um, and just how bad the game was. I think Hackett's going to make it through the rest of the season. I was going to say the same thing. I thought I might be the only one. I think he's here for the rest of the year. You just don't see first-year coaches get fired in the, in the first year. It just doesn't happen. It's happened five times, or this would be the fifth time ever. And, you know, there was the Mike Florio article last night that he dropped. No, What did he say? He said it's tough to tell exactly what the owners are going to do because it's <laughs> tough to get. Re- and so I was like, well, what are we doing here? But he also said, you know, they're very smart. They're very methodical. They're not panicking. There's no reason to. Every game's been close. The injuries hurt the roster. Um, the Players are, for the most part, playing hard. It's o- only four times ever before has a head coach been fired in the middle of his first season. It just doesn't happen. And with all of these factors weighing in, I'm just at that point. Where I say he's Nathaniel Hackett's going to be the Broncos coach through week 17. And uh, maybe it's me just accepting our fate. I don't hate it. I understand. Yeah, I was thinking last night, I was like, man, Walmart doesn't even like paying people to work. Why are they going to pay someone to not work? <laughs> um, I, I think this is bad. I think this is the wrong, the wrong decision. Mm. Um, and it sucks. I don't want to be in this in this seat because I like Nathaniel Hackett a lot. Yeah. Um, but the effort is the problem for me. Yesterday, um, I I felt the effort was really lackluster. Um, they looked disorganized. They looked disinterested. 
And I thought the defense was the clearest sign of that. Like when you're getting carved up by Sam Darnold and Dante Foreman and DJ Moore, DJ Moore is a nice player. Um, but, you know, you, they've held their own against much, yeah. much higher competition yeah. this year. So the fact that they went out there and just kind of loafed around for 60 minutes, um, the offense was just as bad, if not worse, than they've been. It just, to me, looked like a team that has no juice, no energy, no drive. And I think they look at Nathaniel Hackett as a dead man walking, and that hurts things. And so to me, like like I said, I like Nathaniel Hackett as a dude. Yeah. I just I think things are going to get worse from here, not better. Uh, and firing a coach doesn't necessarily fix your problems, but it at least brings a different new energy. It appeases people. Right, and it just kind of sends the train on a different path. And and it would put players on notice a little bit. Yep. If, if you're willing to fire your head coach in their first season <clears throat> and pay him 20 to $25 million to walk out the door, and by the way, a week before you cut Melvin Gordon, that's like, oh, shit, we're not messing around anymore, right? And, and that's when players, uh, if they're not giving it their all, I think that does kind of kick them in the ass. Yeah. You know? And the one thing I'll add, like, I, I left the game thinking the exact same thing, like, they don't they're not playing well obviously it looks like they're not trying hard all those same things you said but then later last night i realized even good teams have bad games when they go on the road like like not all the time but every every team is going to have that down game where you know the, the ravens yesterday the ravens go out there they're kicking field goals they wind up with like 17 points it's still better than the broncos but the ravens best is way way better than the broncos I think and they so lost 27 to 28 i yeah, think yeah something like that yeah but yeah, yeah i mean it, there's teams even broncos teams in the past when they were good have those let down games on the road and so that doesn't necessarily mean the season has ended it just means they played a bad game which happens sometimes now it sucks to think that they've been playing some of their best games and those all turned out to be losses but that's just how the season goes is you, you're kind of 50 50 in your good games and bad games look like that so henry you and that's, i you and i agree about nathaniel hack and making it through the rest of the season yeah. but my other major thought last night that just kept sinking in and this morning is with this you and i couldn't be on more Ooh. different pages right now because this football team is awful they oh, are yeah. they are so bad. This wasn't just one bad game because I agree every team does have one bad game, but this team just is. This is who they are. Is who they were yesterday. Now, maybe a little bit worse uh, on yeah. both sides of the ball, but again, this was happening against one of the worst teams in the oh, NFL yeah. that looks like they're in tanking mode. I yeah. honestly wouldn't be surprised if David Tepper was a little upset about that win yesterday. They because threw it, out their fourth string quarterback. Yes, they did. And uh, with, with a backup head coach, they already traded fourth. their best player. Is it third string? Yeah, third string. Okay. They already <laughs> traded their best player, but I mean, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, they already yep. traded their best player. They already traded their best wide receiver in Robbie Anderson. They are straight up tanking, and you went out and put out that performance. Yep. This was not a one-off. This is just how bad the Broncos are, and I, I mentioned tearing it down yesterday. It just, it just feels like they're in that position where it's just mm -hmm. they're that bad, and they're in the worst place ever because they can't fully do a rebuild right now because of where Russell yep. Wilson is. So now you have to figure out how do you – build this team up and i'm not just talking about one move how do you build this team up with many different moves while also being constrained with this russell wilson deal real quick do you agree that was their worst game of the year though um uh, probably yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that so. was the lowest point of the season 
Again, like it, it was the worst game for a bad team, and that's it's what you get. It's only the worst because it, it was the latest. It, exactly. I mean, when the Chiefs come in here, it's going to be a little different oh, than yeah. the than the Panthers conversation because the Panthers is on the road, which the Broncos will play the Chiefs on the road. But uh, it's also going to be like, well, yesterday they they were bad, but if they get they could get beat thirty eight to True. six by the Chiefs. And I'd argue, you know, thirty eight to six is about the same as going down twenty three to three to the Panthers. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's really how we need to remember that yeah. game yesterday is it when the game mattered it was a three possession loss for yep. the Broncos. <clears throat> yeah, and I agree with the fact that teams have bad games. Mm -hmm. It's just that I I didn't like the body language. I didn't like yep. the uh, effort levels. And uh -huh. the worst part is maybe I'm excusing them, but I don't even feel like it's necessarily that the players quit. I feel like that it there's this energy around the Broncos right now that is so draining for everyone that they just don't even have that. Like they've lost that edge. Um, not even on per like, it's not like they're purposely like screw yep. Nathaniel Hackett. It's just like, here we go again. We got to play. So, and, and I can't look at yesterday and disagree with you at all, Ryan. But my question to you is if you move on from Hackett, is it clear you're going with Evero? It should be. The only thing mm -hmm. is there's like this whole other um, wrinkle in it where if you do this, then you have to promote him. Yeah. And so then it throws out his defensive coordinator contract. Now, yep. I wouldn't be in favor of hiring a new coach and forcing them to make uh, Evero their defensive coordinator anyway. But if that was a thing you wanted to do, you couldn't do that if you made him the interim head coach unless you wanted to renegotiate yep. a new contract. And hope he wants to stay. And hope he wants to stay. Right. So, so would you be doing this move of firing Nathaniel Hackett? You'd be doing it for this year, just so that the team has a little inspiration. Mm -hmm. Especially because you gain nothing from losing. And it, it, that's very true. And to Although me, you could get another last place schedule next year. Yes, you could. They're it well could, on it, their it, way. It, it, it could help a little bit. <laughs> I'm not there. too worried about not having that schedule. Every team in the <laughs> AFC West, but the Broncos won yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Could have easily flipped except for the chiefs yeah both of the other yeah. teams two yeah. teams could have easily should lost. have lost but uh, man i mean you just you look at the raiders and you're like they're they're a bad team and what they put up 34 37 points something yeah. like yeah. that 40 i think on the road Josh against Jacobs. a winning seahawks team like a winning record seahawks team 300 yard day for oh Josh my Jacobs. gosh insane but total yards yeah yeah they made a they made a mistake by not giving him the fifth year option didn't they Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They're going to have to pay him a lot or let him go. Yeah, but I guess the Broncos are in an even more miserable position than those other teams. Um, but so for me, I just, I'm no longer focusing on this year. And, and I understand why you are and you would make that move to get a little juice left. And you're right, losing doesn't help you because you traded away that first round pick, which is now a top three pick, which is insane. But sure I'm is. focused on the future. But then what's tough is, you want to see Evero, see what he can do as a coach, right? With this team, are you really going to find out if, he, if he's good or not? And yep. one reason you could, though, Ryan, to your point, is if the guys play really hard for him, and they're not just playing hard next week when you typically have that one-week boost from mm -hmm. a new head coach, is if they're playing hard in week 18 when the game doesn't matter at all to mm -hmm. the Broncos, but there's something on the line for the Chargers. Yeah, and I don't really like this crop of coaches. Now, we're going to have all sorts of time to dive yeah. in, and I'm sure eventually no. I'll find my Mike McDaniel yeah, or whoever. Exactly, yeah. um, I, we also, you know, liked KOC. Yep. Um, there's a few other ones, and I'm sure that will emerge. Yes. But I also would like to see Evero because it's not like there's an obvious 
answer. I mean, Sean Payton is going to be the number one guy. I'm sure Dan Quinn will get love again. Uh, but I would just like to see, I'd like to know how he is. Like, you rarely get to test drive a coach before you you have to commit to them for, you know, in these times, usually five years. So I think it's a free pass to do so. I also think there's one thing we haven't talked about. In not firing Nathaniel Hackett, is there any part of you that thinks that there are influential people in the building who think that he's not the biggest problem? Ah, 100%. And and I'm really happy you brought that up because that was something else I was thinking was the ownership group, the ownership group, especially Greg Penner, may be thinking this isn't one cut. This isn't Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Now, he's certainly not helping it, and he's part of the problem, but this is a much bigger issue than just Nathaniel Hackett. So what are we doing just making the guy a scapegoat when really the season's only six weeks away from being done right now? Let's just wait till the end of the season, and we're going to blow it all up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely possible, and, and I think it could go even deeper than that, whereas people, influential people, think this is a Russ problem, not a, a Hackett problem. Mm. Well, they could. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of opinions. Like that's there, you could point to anything. I know. I guess those are the two biggest. It's your coach and your quarterback. But I'm sure somebody in that ownership group, or you know, one of the penners or whoever, says, "Yeah, it's Russ." And somebody else has to say it's Hackett. Well, like, there's just no pointing one way or the other. What you would say in, in response is, "Well, it's a lot easier to move on from Hackett than it is to move on from Russ." So yeah, yeah. Uh, we better hope that it's Hackett. Right. And yep. my other thing with Hackett is he's not doing anything. Mm. He has no power. I can't remember if I said this on the show yesterday, but he's become like the queen, where it's like, yeah, he has a big fancy title. He can't actually do anything. He's not calling the plays. He's not making the decisions on big downs. He's not deciding when to call timeouts. What? He's not doing anything. Like Firing him, yes, it makes everyone else's job a little bit harder, but at the same time, it's like, you might as well try and see if you can mix up who does what and try and create a little bit of momentum out of this. But yeah. there, there are a lot of head coaches that don't call the plays. And uh, that they are... Definitely, they probably make the clock management decisions. You're right. They, they <laughs> probably do. And that is something where even Rosberg has hurt the Broncos these last couple of weeks. When he came in, it really did steady the ship for a little bit. But there's been questionable time. I mean, yesterday yep. at the end of the first half, there was questionable, like, what are you doing letting the clock run out here? Uh, and then I believe last week, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there were even questionable things. So, I mean, it, it's fair. I see what you're saying, but you have to imagine Nathaniel Hackett's also very involved in the offensive game plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's still his playbook yeah um but i think that might actually be working against him Uh, it very well could be the case yeah like if they had time i would say you should be using clint kubiak's playbook (laughs) yeah but they just don't have time to to do like all they can do is kind of work in one or two plays every week mate i mean maybe you, you could work in 10 yeah. Um, but that would be a big, that would essentially be a whole practice. Right. Trying to install 10 right. plays yeah, like that. Y- so you can't do it. You're no. not doing that. Like you can, you can install a couple plays and you're then working with what you had to start. Ryan, you've kind of been cryptic about, is there someone in the organization that maybe thinks it's Russ instead of Hackett? Do you have someone in mind? No, I honestly don't. You don't? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. There's a smile there. <laughs> I do, I really like <laughs> Anyone you think there would be a reason why they like? Well, let's let let's let's. It would be so incriminating of himself if yeah. George Payton thought 
this was a Russell Wilson problem. Yep. It, it, and it would be more yep. incriminating for George if he thought it was a Russ problem than a Hackett problem. Exactly. Like, coaches are just a dime a dozen. Especially when you have this ownership group and they can just pay anyone anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they don't like anyone thinking that way, but <laughs> uh, it's true. Co you know, coaches come and they go and you're wrong and you're right and, you know, you, you hope to get lucky, really. Um, like... Imagine what people would be saying if Mike McDaniel was three and eight right now, you know, yeah. and he's not. Right. But there's a world in which the Broncos hire Mike McDaniel and the Packers hire Nathaniel Hackett. And maybe the same thing happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Hackett looks like the genius yeah. and McDaniel looks like, looks like the idiot. Um, so I think that George Payton himself has to think this is a Hackett problem just because it's it's much it's it's much less bad on him. You know, people miss on coaches all the time. Yeah, and that's where I think there needs to be, you need to go even one step higher to ownership, and that's maybe what's happening right now. And let's dive into that, but first I got to tell you about Liquid Death. A couple of weeks ago, I was over at my buddy's house, and he was having some friends over, and he opens his fridge, and it is just full of beers, except for one part of the fridge. <laughs> it was Liquid Death. It was wow. severed lime. And Did people, he call it Death Valley? It, it, oh, that would be a good one. But people, wow. he was like, you can have anything. And then someone went for the liquid death. He's like, whoa, like I have water in the tag. He's like, that, that's the best thing here. Oh, that, that, wow. that, that's the best. And that is just how good it is. You have, a, you have like craft beers everywhere. And you're like, ah, that liquid death is kind of what, uh, what saves me, what's, what's delicious. And I still haven't made a tequila soda with a severed lime oh, liquid how death. Have you not? I don't know. It's like, that's like our go to cocktail. Yeah. And I still haven't done it. I got, because like, I just when I see the liquid deaths, I just drink them. Right, right, right. I don't think like oh, I should make this into a cocktail. <laughs> right, that would be the perfect cocktail. You so wouldn't even good. need to squeeze a lime in it because probably it has not. It. No, or you could just do it and get even more lime. Man, and you can do that with all different flavors that they have. Or if you don't like bubbly water, they also have just regular water as well. Best and water too. Bet yeah, there yeah. you go. And it, uh, it with being in the aluminum, it doesn't give it a, a taste or anything like that. So make sure to check out Liquid Death, and you can get Liquid Death at so many places. Get it at Seven Eleven, Safeway, King Super, Stinkers, Alta. Find a Liquid Death retailer near you by going to their store locator at Liquid liquiddeath.com slash dnvr that's liquiddeath.com slash dnvr yep and also make sure you get on over to game time if you're trying to get to the nuggets game tonight it's not hard to do <laughs> uh tickets are really cheap including fees you can get in the door for seven dollars no way seven dollars goodness if you want to sit in section 134 lower level behind the basket row three $18. Oh, wow. $18. And I guess there's like AA through II or whatever yeah, in front yeah, of row yeah. three. Still, though. Still Third row, seats. $18. Yeah. That's why you go to game time. Wow. There's actually a whole bunch of options just like these. There's a bunch of options, uh, lower level, under 20 bucks. I have a feeling they're going to keep getting cheaper uh, throughout the day. Um, Who it's do the Nuggets play? The Rockets. Okay. All right. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they really suck. It beat the Nuggets last time, though, right? Yes, and oh, I have to say it is worth it to go to a, if you've never been an NBA game and oh. sat that close. It is yeah. worth it. It's insane because the size of these dudes becomes yep. so much more it's apparent insane. with every row. Like, I was fortunate enough to sit in like the sixth row the other night, Ooh. and it's just like, I I don't know. It's it's insane how yeah, large yeah. they are. We've it, looked it's incomprehensible. Yes, there's you just have to keep looking. Sometimes there's crazy deals. Like we've sat right behind. I think it was the Heat bench. Well, like the second row behind the heat bench, and it was like 
$53 with the fees. Then you get to hear all the coaching and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's when, uh, oh, what's his name? I think he's uh, he's with the Timberwolves. Patrick Beverly. Yes. Patrick Beverly was, like, turned around talking shit with the fans. Oh, like somebody was like, that. why'd you go to Minnesota? It's so cold up there. He's like, it's the same weather as you have here. And I was like, no. No. It's really not. It's really not. <laughs> but it's stuff like that. They're just going back and forth. But, yeah, it's definitely worth sitting close. You can do that with game time. Um, use the link in our description below this video or in the podcast. Um, because we get points for referring you, so we really appreciate that. Um, great deals. 15 million people do it. Download Game Time and use our link. Also, Cyber Monday, the very mm. last day yeah. to get in on all the incredible deals we have going on over at the DNVR Locker. Go to dnvrlocker.com. You can get up to 90% off select shirts. Um, you can get all sorts of awesome deals. You can get deals on our hoodies. You can get deals on, you know, uh, our T-shirts, hats, anything that we offer. You can get an awesome deal on. And if you are a DNVR diehard, which I know many of you are, you, you get an additional 20% off all the deals we're, we're already giving. Uh, plus, if you spend $75, you get a $15 gift card to use for yourself. So, you know, buy some gifts for your family, then get some for yourself, or just buy it all for yourself and then get more for yourself. Um, so make sure you go over to dnvrlocker.com. Today is pretty much, I, I won't guarantee this because you never know what's going to happen, but I will soft guarantee that this is the last day that you can get a deal on all of our merch until next black friday mm. so make sure you get in now we don't do sales often deals on deals on deals yep on deals on deals exactly on exactly on on wheels and uh, the uh <laughs> penners aren't getting deals right now from really anyone that they're paying because the broncos are three and eight but i wouldn't be surprised if and, and i shouldn't say i wouldn't be surprised what i've also thought is maybe greg penner saying don't make a move george payton because in the words of Nathaniel Hackett, we're going to evaluate everything. And we're evaluating everything. And we're going to make some decisions at the end of the season. And that's them kind of saying, we're going to evaluate your job. And then kind of as we evaluate everyone's job. Because this is to the point where it is just so embarrassing. You do have to, to look at every single thing here. And they might be saying, I remember when the Broncos hired George Payton. And I was told by someone very close to him that, don't be surprised if the Broncos, if George Payton just kind of sits back, makes some moves here and there, but doesn't make any big moves. And what that told me was, don't expect the Broncos to make a move at quarterback his first year in town because it was he wants to sit back, kind of see th how things go. The Panthers, David Tepper, when he took over, he did the exact same thing. He said, I'm not going to hire a new GM. I'm not going to fire the coach. I'm going to take a step back, watch how things go for a year, then start making moves. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Penners are taking that exact same approach. They're very savvy business people. They probably want to see not just on the football field with the most important positions, but across the entire company, what's working, what's not, then let me poach, let, let me keep the people that are working, fire the people that aren't, and kind of just give it a full year. And so yeah. I think that is something that's also coming to play here. I want to ask you this. If you think that they're being very methodical and thoughtful and all these things, do you think there's any chance that Nathaniel Hockett comes back for a second year? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, do, think there's, I do think there's a chance. Ooh. And uh, it goes back to the past two Broncos coaches. Yep. Three and eight. As bad as it feels now, it probably felt bad then. Maybe not as bad, but they came back for a second season. And it's just so rare for a coach to get fired, not just as Henry was saying, in a season, but even after a season. Typically, yeah. you get two years to do it. 
and especially, Ryan, if George Payton or another top football executive is telling Greg Penner, I think this is more of Russell Wilson issue than a Nathaniel Hackett issue, then maybe they say continuity is the best thing here to run it back for one more year. And then also, on top of that, we've had this talk yesterday about how it's they're in a weird spot if they fire Nathaniel Hackett but want to bring George Payton back and then George Payton gets to hire another coach next year and it doesn't work out next year you're probably going to move on from George Payton and then you're probably also going to move on from that head coach what's well, you're not in a weird position if you just keep it all for one more year and say George you made this hire last year you're going we're going to let you ride one more year with it and then you and him, not just him, but you're on the line as well this year. So I, th- I, I can see yep. it. I think if they finish 4-2. and two, 12, 15, no, 13, 4-13. and 13. Oh, you oh, mean oh, this no, no, season? No, no. no oh, yeah, the rest I'm of the sorry, way. I'm sorry. The rest okay. of the way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, then you're sitting there at 7-10. and 10. Yeah. I think it's a conversation. And that's, that's like the, oh, the Broncos finish 9-8. and eight. Maybe they'll get lucky and make the playoffs. That's the same thing for Hackett, where it's like, yeah, maybe he sticks around. I think 4-2, and two, maybe... You win both games against the Chiefs in there. Oh my God! Like, which again, like, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to go three and three the rest of the way. Yeah, How yeah, could yeah. you? Yeah. But I mean, if they, you know, maybe lose the Ravens, beat the Chiefs, lose the Cardinals, beat the Rams, Chiefs, and Chargers at the end of the year, at that point they might be like resting guys though. That that might not be the path. But but four and two, I think there's a real conversation. And uh, again, like it's you're seeing it more and more, but you, it is still rare for a coach to be fired after one year. And then you can point to all the injuries. At that point, if they're winning those games, you probably have Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler out there making plays. Dulcich probably steps up. The defense is continuing what it's done to this point in the season, but against the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Chargers again. So I I think 4-2 and the rest of the way, there's a conversation. I think 4-2 and he's back, just straight up. I think think 3-3, and he's got chance. I'd rather. I, wow. I, I'm. I think it's more likely to see them score four touchdowns and win <laughs> two games than it is to uh, see them go four and two. Yeah. Um, I worry that this is a possibility, and I think that if it, if it is the case, uh, it's going to be a rough off season. I I wonder if the sellout streak would truly be in jeopardy then. Um, because, I mean, just someone in the comment section, I don't know if I can see the name right now, said, uh, if, if Hackett stays, I'm leaving this team. And who knows if that would actually be, if, I don't think there'd be a mass exodus, but there would be, yeah, it's from Broncos Stampede, said that. There, there would be people that would say, this is a whole new or- organization this year, and they're still doing this. In fact, they're, they're even going more into keeping something that seems like it's not working. Yeah, it would be very rough. The good news for the Broncos is they have like 70,000 people at least. 87,000. Yeah, true. on yeah. the list for yeah. season yeah. tickets. So if you want to leave, <laughs> there's someone right behind yeah, you ready true. to fill in. 87,000 people hoping you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's like, you know, the lion at the bar. Uh, and they're like one in, one out. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, just yeah. like, please, someone leave. I'm not <laughs> waiting in this line. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. Right, exactly. <laughs> just make me one step closer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I don't I don't know if any of that would happen, but I just know that it would suck out all the excitement, and you know they were lucky to get the excitement that they got out of Russell Wilson this off season, uh, because yeah. it was really unfounded in the end. <clears throat> this going into next season, you just would have nothing other than like they probably bring in a legitimate offensive coordinator, 
who runs the offense and like everyone's that's basically the only like positive conversation that's happening is like okay well if this guy can get Russ on track and right. turn the offense mm -hmm. around whereas if you do reset the coaching staff which is just crazy to do again but your hands are a little bit tied with how badly you missed on this hire um, or the combination of this hire and the quarterback. At least everyone kind of has that fresh yeah. sense yeah, yeah. of, well, this could really change. 100%. And then there would be a lot of hope, but the hope would be that, okay, maybe it was all Hackett, and Hackett brought Russ yeah. down that much, where if it still is Hackett, and maybe you move on from out, and like you said, you bring Probably. a new play caller in, and you fire Stooks, people are just going to be like, come on. People are yeah. going to feel at that point that it is just a scapegoat, but a long-term scapegoat because it's not just for the last three games of a season. It's for a whole new season. But um, people would still probably not be happy. But you have to remember, if that's happening, it's because the, the Broncos went 4-2 and two down the stretch. There's probably a couple 30-point performances in there. I, I think you probably have to beat the Chiefs in both those games. You know, one on Sunday Night Football, one on New Year's Day. You got Russ going out there, out-dueling Mahomes. Again, that's not going to solve all the problems, but people wouldn't be seeing Hackett the way they see him now at that point. And it wouldn't be all roses and flowers and all that stuff, but it would be different than it is now. I don't think any of that's going to happen, just to be clear. All right. Yeah. Yep. I think, yeah. I, I honestly think they might be tempted to do something like that. Like, there'll be someone who says, like, look at Jared Bednar, you know? He had yeah. the worst season in Avs yeah. history, and then turned it right around and won a Stanley Cup, you know, within the next five years. Um, and I just don't think that, uh, that that applies here. Well, it could be also George but Payton. But I hope, I hope it does. It could be George Payton, too, realizing, well, Russ does not look good this year. It's going to be tough for him to prove that he does look good in this year. And so I'm 0 for 1 there. I'm 0 for 2 on the contract extension, at least right now. If I go 0 for 3 with Hackett and admit that we need to fire him, I'm probably out. They're going to be asking me questions about what I'm doing. So he may actually be advocating for Nathaniel Hackett for another year for self-preservation terms. Right. Your self-preservation is like Tim Patrick being hurt, killed us. Yeah. Javante Williams being hurt, killed us. Like that, those are two of our four best players on yeah. offense. How, yeah. What could you possibly have expected from us? Then we lost our left tackle. Yeah. Like you, and I'm saying that in kind of like a funny voice. It is really true. Mm -hmm. that stuff has absolutely buckled them. And I think more than anything, it's, it's Javante uh, and the lack of having a good running back that you trust. Yeah, and that, that's a huge thing, and that's something that clearly Russ isn't elite. At least this year, he's really proving that he's not elite where he brings other people up. He needs help. And Peyton Manning's, the, 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 the all-time great ones don't need help. Now, it's great if you get them good pieces, but they can elevate bad to average, average to great. Russ isn't that guy, what he's showing right now. So you do need those surrounding pieces around him. And we hoped and thought that that wasn't going to be the case, but I think that's very clear now. Yep. Uh, Bill Barnwell had a really good thing on Russ today, too. Might as well shout that out. For ESPN, it's like a 25-minute read with a whole bunch of stats and stuff. You can kind of boil it down to, like, before this year, Russell was a very average quarterback between the 20s who was really good in the red zone. Now he's terrible in the red zone and also bad between the 20s, but can't get that back, and he gets way more in depth. It is just kind of interesting to look at that, though, and be like, well, how much of that was him just being, like, shifty around the goal line and extending plays, and how much was him just kind of being an average quarterback 
between the 20s, like, is, is he really an elevator? Was he ever an elevator? Was he ever making players around him better? <coughs> and I'm, I'm still just not sure that he ever was that guy, which means if he took a step back, who knows what he is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's <coughs> hopefully... that. I think that DK and Tyler Lockett benefited greatly from Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder what the numbers are going to be this year, though. For yeah. DK and, yeah. and Tyler? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. They I mean, might they, just be really they good. They put up, what, 34 points yesterday? Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders each put up 1,000 yards with Trevor Simeon. So, like, you know, there's a part of, like, yeah. just getting there, and once you're there, you're that guy. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Are, what are they doing this year? Metcalf only has four touchdowns, which is rough. But his yards per game would be the second best of his four-year career. Interesting. Yeah. and that, most, that, most catches per game. There's just no doubt that what <laughs> the Broncos want to see more than anything in these last six games is just Russ come alive. Yeah, and, and I also just don't buy this, like, that he can't move around anymore. Like, if you watch the game yesterday, he's moving around and, like, buying time. Not effectively, though. He no, is very effective. I don't think so. There's just he's not being he's not throwing the ball. And again, you know, maybe there's times he's missing guys. I think the receivers are doing a horrible job of getting open for him. And it, like what what defines scrambling effectively? If you complete a pass at the end of it? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. Yeah. But like he yesterday he's buying time all game. Yeah. Just not And again, you you never know until you see the all 22. Mm -hmm. Is he missing guys? Are they not getting open? Are they on the same page as like when you when you play a long time with a quarterback or you have chemistry with a quarterback, you know, like, OK, when he breaks the pocket, like he's going to be looking here. Like, do I dart to the sideline? Do I go deep? Like there's a whole. A whole other level that goes to that second play. My thing with him in the pocket, specifically with the Bronco or with, with, when he's running around, he looks uncomfortable scared mm -hmm. and it just looks like a different Russell Wilson than in the past when he's moved around and I don't know if that's just hat he hasn't completely understood Hackett's system but also when he's moving that's not really a Hackett thing mm -hmm. now the one that he did great was the Cortland Sutton deep one uh, near the end of the game when he was scrambling then threw the dart to Cortland Cortland did a good job adjusting to him mm -hmm. outside of that it just seemed like he it, it seemed like you could like see the fear in, in his feet when he was moving and Barnwell had numbers on that stuff too. He this season versus the, his last two in Seattle, um, he's been sacked 33% more often when he's pressured. So he's not getting away from pressure as much. And again, it's just like it's tough to put football into numbers. Maybe there's more people coming free. There's two instead of one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And he also is completing uh, 10 percentage points less than he did those past two years when he's pressured. That I believe for sure. Definitely. Because it, it just feels like whenever he gets out of the pocket, you're just waiting. Oh, yep. here's the time where someone's going to come open down the field. And just it feels like every time <clears throat> he's either throwing it away or trying to force it into an area where there isn't something. And part of me does think that has to a, a percentage of that has to be on the wide receivers. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it's in in the offensive line, but also Seattle's never really had a good offensive line. The Broncos' offensive line is really depleted this year, um, but there's just so many pieces. You know, it's it's the running backs, the offensive line, the receivers. All of those need major help in the off season. Totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's going to be really interesting to see where they decide to go with this because there's a lot of different directions they can go. You know, they can we'll talk more about this tomorrow. They can potentially try to just cut it all down, burn it all down, mm. including Russ and essentially 
tank for the next two years. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, they can uh, try to bolster up the offensive line. They can change the offensive coaches. They could technically change the scheme, though. That would be an interesting way to go about it. There, there's going to be a lot of lines of thinking within the building about what they should do. And what they do do is going to tell us a lot about what they thought the problem was and who yep. they think needs to be fixed the most. 100%. I completely agree with you. I also think, really quick, a new coach could come in and have a whole different level of power when it comes to Russell Wilson, right? True. Like this, I'm not the guy that you handpicked when you were, uh, you know, asking to be traded and you came and toured the facility. Um, like I, you know, this isn't Russell Wilson's team and I'm just leading the reins. Like, 100%. no, you don't have that level of cachet around here anymore because one, you haven't earned it on the field. And two, you know, I'm, I'm the new sheriff in town. And I think it could go a long way in just in terms of holding him to the standards um, that you expect from the other players. I don't think you could take the office away, though. You, you could. And that you absolutely oh, could. A, a, really? a new coach could take the office away. He could say um, Sierra doesn't get to go into the facility uh, during training. You camp. could say he, that. He stuff. can say your team does not get to be on the sidelines of my practice <sighs> during the season. They can be on the hill if they want. Uh, they, they can, you know, come in after hours. They can do those things. Uh, and I that would send a, a huge yep. message to the players in the locker room. I agree too. with all that stuff. I also think that if you walk in there and say, I need the keys to your office. There's, it's just going to be bad blood from the start. It, and it could be, but you know what? It, it, he's, he's not playing at a level where he just gets to dictate everything. Now, unfortunately, his contract says that, but that's why it would have to be a new voice coming in in order to do that. Right, and I do think that, like, the coach can be the bad guy as long as there's, you know, an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's right. coach who's the good yep. guy on the other side. Yep, yep. And I, I honestly think we're kind of at the point that where that needs – that needs to happen to, to some extent. And that's really a tough part that I don't think Nathaniel Hackett can really do because even last week he was still saying we need to build the whole offense around Russ, which on the surface, yeah, you do build the whole offense around your quarterback. Yes. But when you don't have to publicly say that when it's looking so, so bad 10 weeks into the season. Yeah, totally. Yep. Something that does look, yes. Real quick, I just want to give a shout out to all of the great Seahawks fans in our comments, <laughs> hitting us with views and likes. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys, so appreciate you stopping by. And how about you just hit us with a thumbs up, too? We provide mm -hmm. you with your Russell Wilson content, and uh, I'm sure you like the way the Broncos season is going, but for all the Broncos fans out there, hit us with a thumbs up. It really helps us, benefits us, and in no way does it show your support for the Denver Broncos lackluster season. It just helps us out. So thank you so much. And yeah. also check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. As Ryan said earlier, bet $5 on any NFL team to win. They win. You get $150 free in your account. There were a couple of easy locks yesterday. I mean, you could have easily done it on the Chiefs. Uh, Eagles, almost a seven-point touchdown favorite, could have put five bucks on them. They would have won. There's probably a lot of locks, easy locks this week on this deal, too. And when you get that, it's $153 to use on so many other games. Maybe then is when you take some gambles and take some chances. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this deal. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, there is something I love over there for this week. And let's dive into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Another week, another Broncos <laughs> under. What are they, 10-1 and one now? 
Yes, 10, ten and 1 and is the one under in Broncos games. Under. And I'm actually impressed with DraftKings. They aren't getting fooled by the Ravens very much. The over-under, do you guys know what it's set at? 41. 41. Henry, do you know? I'd say 40. 40. Ryan, I think my guess yesterday was 41. They're not getting us fooled. 38. Is oh, the I think over it opened under here at around oh, and it's 41. Already dropped and it's down. Dropped, wow. Dropped down. So get in now on this because it's probably only going to continue to get lower. Despite the Ravens being able to put up 27 points yesterday, despite the Ravens having a good offense, the Broncos offense, until I see it, they're not going to fool me. The, the, the Ravens themselves aren't going to score 38 in this game. So I think the under still hits and it'll go to 11 and one. Wow. Wow. Just insane. I mean, Usually the book adjusts to these things and just like refuses to let this stuff happen. Right, but right. <laughs> for whatever reason, they keep allowing us to take it. Yeah, it's, it's really the most in fun part of watching the Broncos game for me. Uh, <laughs> once it gets past like the second quarter and I'm like, oh, yep, I know what game we're headed for. Well, time to root for the under. <laughs> oh, man. And typically you're not sweating it. No, very rarely have we sweated. Yesterday, sweat it. Sweated out a little bit because the Panthers could have kicked a field goal yeah, yeah. to push it. <laughs> or I, I was worried that they were going to just break a touchdown on oh, that fourth and one. Wouldn't have been shocked. Yep. All right, Henry, what do you got for us? Uh, let's see. Give me the Broncos plus eight and a half. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I like the under so much better. I like the under so much better. But, I mean, that's a lot of points. And I think this, this defense is good. Like, it didn't look great yesterday against the Panthers, which you don't like. But... You know, if they're good in the red zone, which they have been, you, you see the path to keeping this close. You know, 17-10, 16-13. Like, there haven't been a lot of games that the Broncos have played where they've lost by more than 8.5 points. I'm just going to keep riding with it. Plus 8.5. There you go. All right. I like the under so much better than <laughs> okay, what you took Okay, there we go. You, you, can do, you can just tag along. Uh, the odds on this one aren't that great. And that's what makes me really love it. Give me USA money line tomorrow. Oh uh, need to win to advance. And they're plus 100 to win. Uh, even money right across the board. Uh, plus 240 draw, which would be uh, a terrible result for them. And obviously loss plus 300. Uh, Iran is probably playing for a draw because a draw would put them through. As long as uh, Wales beats England, though, I don't know if they want to live under the assumption that that's just going to happen, which is a great thing about the World Cup because these two games kick off at the exact same mm. time, so you can't scoreboard oh, wow. watch. Mm. Um, or I guess you can, but y you you know you have to decide your game plan before yeah, yeah, yeah. the game. Anyways, uh, plus 100 tells me that the book thinks this is, this is a, a, a good, good matchup for the United States, which it definitely is. They've got to win. They've got to score. Plus 100. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope that happens. I hope it happens. And come down to the bar for that because oh. those have been absolutely insane. Yes, it's going to be electric. Now, should we talk to the people? Because I think there's some commenters that are electric. Oh, no, we got something yes. else. Yep. I thought I was. I just assumed you're right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm the only one who ever does that. Sports fan. Uh, it's awesome. If you're looking for gifts for people for Christmas, then go to SportsFan because they have all sorts of good stuff. There's four locations around Denver, two on 16th Street, one at Park Meadows, uh, one off Federal right where our tailgate is. Uh, and it's packed with stuff that you can't find anywhere else. It's all really cool. We've talked about the Broncos baseball jerseys, but they have basically any sort of Denver sports beer or gear that you could look for. Um, so stop into SportsFan and buy some gifts. 
There you go. Okay, now let's talk to the electric people. First comment on Super Chats coming in from Kyle Garcia. Says, any thought to media, Tyler Columbus, and fans calling Wilson's social media team tone deaf for continuing to post positive messages during the season? I, I think that's silly. Yeah. To uh to criticize it personally. Like yes. What do you I, They yeah. are tone deaf though. But I, I agree. I don't think it is. Like you're trying to you're you like you're using positivity to try to get out of the darkness. If he were just to not post anything for a month on Twitter or Instagram or anything, I think that people would respond well. I also agree, like I don't really care. I don't really care. I guess it's not necessarily the positive. Me- and, and, and I guess my issue isn't with his entire social media team, everything he posts. But I do think there are posts, and we've talked about them, where they are pretty tone deaf and when they come out and stuff. So I, I was thinking of specific ones, not just in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was like 13, I tweeted at a Rockies player, like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be tweeting if, you, if you've lost nine <laughs> games in a row or something. And then, like, I look back on that, and I'm like, I was an idiot. Um, so at the same time, though, I just don't understand if you know, people really, really, really hate you you right now. Why make yourself more of a target by posting a a slow motion video of you walking in with your fancy suit? Like, like that's, that's not going to solve anything. It's just gonna make the people who hate you, hate you more, but you're going to get your likes and it's going to help you sell whatever you're trying to sell ad wise. And my advice would be don't ever make decisions based off of what the people who hate you think. Well, then what do you think about? What John Harbaugh said. Did you see Lamar Jackson's tweet yesterday? I did. He I didn't did. actually see exactly what that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, what what, that's what it was. Um, John, Not even eat a dick. No, just eat dick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. John Harbaugh talked about that today, and he said, I heard about it last night and talked to him this morning. I just beg guys not to get into the Twitter world, especially after a loss. It's not going to be positive. I think that's reflective in his response. So John Harbaugh, Ryan, would completely agree with 13-year-old you and say, don't get on Twitter after a lot. He's saying it in a different way, though. He's saying, like, you're emotional. You're upset. Yeah. All you're going to see is negative energy, negative energy, yeah. negative energy. Like, yeah. just try and stay away from it, which I agree with that. Yes. I don't, but I don't agree with, like, you can't tweet if you're not winning. Okay. No, yeah. but you just need to know what kind of response you're going to get. Like, it's just going to piss a bunch of people off. And also, sorry to former Rockies third baseman Ian Stewart. Oh, man, huh. loved Ian Stewart. Wow. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I made him just so good on, like, MLB 06 or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, he, he looked like he could be really yeah. good. He did. Wow. He did. All right, next super chat coming in from The Great Browse says, the fact that Hackett is still our head coach is frustrating and shows that George Payton is stuck in his pride. <sighs> I think this one's going to come, this decision is going to come from above him regardless. Yeah. Um, now, uh, yeah. I think, I don't know. I worry about if, if he's on the same page with them anymore. Like, I think originally mm-hmm. I trusted that those two groups would be on the same page because George Payton was doing a nice job and he got Russell Wilson here, which seemed like a good thing. Yeah. And all this stuff, it's like, now they're, they're not only looking at the quarter bill he gave to Russell Wilson, they're also looking at the, what 25 million that he gave to Nathaniel Hackett. And they're like, man, this guy sure is good at spending our money (laughs) and getting nothing out of it. Yeah. Blowing our money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I just wonder if that trust is still there. Um, but I was going to say like, if, if he wanted to make the move, I think they would probably support it at this point. 
But I, I find it more likely that they would come down with the, you know, the iron hammer and say, change today. Right, right. Yep. They yeah. have the final say. Of course, they absolutely do. Next one from Do Okananya. Right. Did we get that one right? I think so. He <laughs> says, uh, is PS2 as good as we thought, or has he looked good because mm. no one was throwing to him? Past couple games, he hasn't been elite. Yeah, I'm sad that this conversation yep. is coming up right now. Um, <clears throat> I think that, one, he's a young player who still has a lot to learn. He isn't you know, prime champ Bailey. Exactly. He's 22. Right, exactly. So yep. he still has to grow. And I also, I feel like yesterday was really a reflection of the energy within the team as a whole. Um, and that doesn't necessarily excuse it. It's just why, what I think was the root of the issue is that like no one was playing at full capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if the overall question is, is PS2 as good as we thought, I still believe the answer is a yes. I think so as well. I do think he's right, though. And obviously, the mm -hmm. past couple of games, he has not been elite. One of them was against Devontae Adams, yep. maybe the best receiver in the NFL. And yesterday was disappointing. I mean, got beat on two big plays. One of them went for a yep. touchdown. But I would not be selling my Pat Sertan stock right now. No. But and if anyone is, uh, please let me know so mm -hmm. I can buy it. Exactly. Will he be a first-team All-Pro? Uh, yeah. After these last couple of weeks, it's, it's, you can't just say, yes, he is agree. at this point. And I just I feel like it's important to note that every good player ever has bad stretches. Yep, hundred percent. Especially when they're twenty-two. You know, Jerry Rice dropped passes. Peyton Manning threw picks. Yep. You go through the list. Like guys have down stretches. It just happens. Just because Pat Sertan is amazing doesn't mean he's going to be perfect in every game for the rest of his career. Also, this is extra magnified right now because any mistake that the defense makes could cost you the game because you're only scoring one touchdown per game. Right. So uh, giving up a touchdown in these games is like the end of the world. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be like that if you had a legitimate offense on the other side that could actually go back and get you those points back. What's tough is that it's just back-to-back -back games. Yeah. Definitely. So in, in a seven-day span, you're like, wow, two bad games? Where if these were spread out, one was week three and the other is week 14, yeah. you, you would just say, well, he bounced back really nice to both of them. Yep. Now he has to play, I mean, one against... Uh, what's the guy DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, two against Patrick yeah. Mahomes. He has one against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So there's there's gonna be some tough matchups, and he's gonna have a chance to redeem himself. Exactly, exactly. Next one from Fazzy D says Broncos are in the hunt at three and eight. <laughs> Actually, wow. in the uh, Sunday Night Football graphics yesterday. The Broncos weren't even in the hunt. Wow. Just, Everybody's in the just, hunt. They weren't on the graphic. They're no. not in the hunt. It, it, four and seven teams were on there. So oh, if the yeah. Broncos would have beat the Carolina Panthers on the they road, they would have been, in, been the in the hunt. This would be so exciting if the Broncos had their first round pick. Oh, it would be. It would <laughs> Top three pick. Yeah. Look, you're starting Highest. with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, nope. next one. From James, uh, Russell is trying to mimic Brady's plan. The training diet, the way he uh, plays, not running anymore for longevity is killing his productivity. Yeah, Russ has to forget about playing 10 to 12 years now. This has to be about playing this contract or playing even the guaranteed years of this contract at as high of level as possible, and that means running. We have seen Russ scramble a little more. I don't know if 
it's he wants to or just feels like he has to now, but he has to go back to old Russell Wilson and play just as, as high of a level as possible without worrying about what it means for his longevity because the way it is right now, it's it's hurting him more than helping him for sure. His legs are what make him good. Yeah. that's That was the difference for his whole career. Like, he was a solid, good quarterback just in terms of throwing the ball, but the running is what actually made him one of the 10 best in the league or five best in the league, depending on the year. Yep, exactly. And I think he can get it back. I do. I don't think that just getting older means all of a sudden you can't, like, scramble. Man, I I want to believe you, Ryan. <sighs> I'm not there. It's, it, I'm if not he was there. 38, I would say, okay, yeah. Those days are behind him. He's 34 but or get, 33, like, but it's turning 34 this week. It's running quarterback. Like, who, oh, who runs the same at 38 week. as they did? Everybody falls off before that yeah. in terms of runners. Right. It's yeah. not just me. quarterbacks. Like, Kareem Jackson has hit the wall. He lost his legs, and he's 34, That's a little different because of all the contact. Yeah. Yeah. Russ has been hit more than any other quarterback. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> I hope you're right. I really hope you're yep. right. Next one from Jonathan says, uh, scenario, you're George. What's your top three moves this offseason outside wow. of firing Hackett? Love the show. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll have lots of time in the offseason <laughs> to plan out these moves. Yeah. Uh, offensive I mean, line, this, offensive line, right. offensive line. I was yeah. going to say, at this point, we, don't even, you know, we haven't even taken a look at who the free ag- upcoming free agents are yeah. or like who, you know. Late round of the first round. Right, for, who's going to be that target at the end of the first round? Which is definitely going to be at the end of the first round. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, they won yesterday. Yep. Did they give up a point? No. Shut up. Wow. Man. Yeah, I mean, you go spend half of your cap space on linemen. Don't bring back Reisner as part of that. Add a running back. Maybe not Josh Jacobs, one of the top guys, but pretty close to it. And then uh, hire I'll Frank Reich. draft for that. Yeah, you could do that too. That's a little more risky, but yeah. I mean,. Frank Man. Reich, though, I think is the answer. You just need some offensive guy who's been good with different quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he did it with Carson Wentz. He did it with Nick Foles. There you he go. did it with Philip Rivers. The last two experienced. Yep. Matt Ryan, yeah, though. Yeah, just Experiments recently, didn't go nearly though. as well. Oh, it's but Matt tough. Ryan. I mean, he was doing so well until this year. Matt Ryan is doing much better after the uh, Frank Wright. That is true. Left. That is true. That is true. I mean, remember what Philip Rivers was awful last year with the Chargers and then got back with Frank Reich. And yep. So I think that's the answer. That's part of the reason why I don't think you give, you don't want Ajiro, in my opinion, to be interim. Like, just hide him. Because if you if you make Ajiro Evero, you know, uh, your head coach full-time, the offensive coordinators you could grab are either offensive coordinators this year who got fired or like quarterbacks quarterbacks coaches coaches somewhere. And that's not a pool that I think you can pick from and expect to fix Russ. I don't think he's getting a head coaching position. Um, Frank Reich? uh, No. uh, I don't think so either. Uh, And his seat's just going to get cooler and cooler because I think you play the Chiefs twice. You play the Ravens coming up. Those stats just aren't going to be as good. And then it's going to be tough to sell your fan base on hiring a defensive coordinator from a team that went five and twelve, four and thirteen. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stats that you could point to that can turn that around. Like, but I mean, I I think that the defense is going to fall off a little bit. I personally think they're going to fall off significantly in these final six games, and then the defense is going to be a good there. defense, but not one where you're like, oh wow, 
that's a top defensive guy. I mean, if they play with the intensity that they played with yesterday, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, it will. The Great Brows say, I hate the PS2 slander. Champ wasn't perfect either. Exactly. Yep. Completely. Corner gets made look gets made to look bad maybe more than any other elite player. It's kind of yeah. like it it's kind of like an Jalen Ramsey got cooked by Taylor, yeah. by Travis Kelsey. He also, I mean, he's on his decline. He's not what he was a few years ago. Yeah, That's the other thing it about appears, corners yeah. is they have that one two year window where they're really good. Champs was pretty Except for too, Champ. Yeah. 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 Like Champ was longer. Right. Even his peak was just that season and a half or one full season that was great. And uh it's Well, kinda... statistically that exactly. was his peak. Yeah. I mean, he had one year where you literally could not throw the ball his way or he was going to pick it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and outside of that, there was another seven years where he was really, really good. Yes. Okay. Which is like a, a long peak for a corner. Corners are like offensive linemen. If you have a perfect game, no one talks about you. If you mess up once mm -hmm. or twice, boy, did you have an awful game and everyone notices it. The announcers are talking about it. Us on the post-game show, they're talking about it. It's the exact same thing where yeah. as, a, as a defensive lineman has – relatively bad game but gets through once or twice you're like damn what a yep. game he had yep all right last one of the super chats uh just joking around but great content guys hashtag we are doomed <laughs> oh boy <laughs> thanks hashtag, for the super chats fazzy uh, yes thank you hashtag i did not expect to be getting in week 12 <laughs> I did not either. <laughs> All right, let's hop into a couple of these comments on the DNVR.com. Rob says, my boys, the Broncos are terrible, and that's all there is to say about the team. So I want to follow up with Hank about his turkey take. Wow. Ooh. What are variations of turkey on Thanksgiving? Turkey burgers, turkey bacon, sliced turkey. Does it still count toward the required turkey no. on Thanksgiving? No. no. <laughs> it's got to be just a slice of turkey. Yeah, like you cook a whole turkey, you get a slice of it. There you go. He says the U.S. men's team is playing in the World Cup Tuesday in a winner-go-home game against Iran, and I know RK came back from London with an affinity for soccer chants. Can we close out the pod with a good old-fashioned U.S. soccer chant? I, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Uh, oh. <laughs> Never be the last. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <Right>. not. <laughs> Windy City Broncos says, I thought we hit rock bottom when I watched the Raiders game. Nope. Then I thought it when we watched the Panthers game. Nope. No rock bottom is seeing Wilson and Hackett give their reaction to the game. That's rock bottom. Knowing that only knowing that not only is football this bad, but that we suck with at least half of this dynamic duo for years, or we're stuck for this dynamic duo for years. You're definitely not stuck with Nathaniel Hackett. No. It's no. it's jump change <clears throat> to the the penners if they want to get yep. rid of him. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow. But maybe we came out a little too strong on the idea that you can't move on from Russell Wilson. It is a thing you could potentially maybe do. It's potentially it's possible. It. <laughs> potentially possible. Uh, I'm excited for that one. That, that will be fun. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll save all my takes. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Uh, next <laughs> one is from Bronco Oilers. Yep. If Russ is really still dealing with the torn lat and bad hamstring, just sit him. We're not competitive, and I don't see what favors we're doing him by having him play hurt behind a bad O-line in a scheme that he clearly isn't comfortable with. We can't afford to have any of that drag into next season. It's also time for Russ to make peace with the fact that he's not a traditional pocket passer like Rodgers, Brady, etc., and accept playing in an offense that doesn't ask him to be something he's not. I hope the next coach comes in and gets rid of Russ's second-floor office and holds him accountable to earning back his status as a leader in the locker room. I don't think Russ has the self-awareness to do so on his own accord, but he really needs to adjust the way he engages with his teammates. 
he fumbled that opportunity in Seattle. And frankly, if things are going to work out in Denver, uh, I think he's going to need to correct that. I ha it's sad to say this, but Russ needs football rehab and not just for the on-field struggles. Jeez. I mean, I totally see where you're coming from, though. And, and yeah. I also do agree that, uh, that, that those things need to change in the offseason. And uh, I just don't see a situation in which Nathaniel Hackett changes it unless the ownership comes in and says, this is not Nathaniel Hackett's call. This is yeah. not George Payton's call. This is our call. Russ, you're losing the office. You're losing these special privileges. You're one of the players just like the rest of them, and you're going to be to be treated like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's going to happen with the next coach. And that's probably the easier place to do it. And I think it's going to be top to bottom, you know, the, the new strength and conditioning coach and all this stuff. Like, yeah. I think – Russ is going to be held to a very, very different standard yep. um, than next offseason. And honestly, if he had played super good this year, it would have been like, yeah, keep it. You earned it. You're the quarterback. Do whatever you, you you're want. our leader. Do whatever you want. When you don't play well, playing well is everything. Yes. Like you are treated differently, not just in terms of these things, but if you do off the field stuff, you're treated differently. Is that right or wrong? Uh, maybe it, maybe it's totally wrong, but that's just how the NFL and sports and really business is. Yeah. Anyone who's ever played on a sports team knows the best players get preferential treatment yep. and everyone else has to earn everything. Yep. And it's BS, but that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Russ is no longer one of the best players. It's true. It's very true. Nope. Mile high till I die says as much as I love coach Evero, I hope he doesn't become the interim head coach hiring interims as head coaches almost never works out. And if you oh. make him the interim, he's not com coming back as the defensive coordinator again next year. I'd rather anyone else be an interim so we can have a chance at keeping Evero as our DC next year. Yeah. yeah. I find that to be such an odd thing when you force a, a contract, a, a coordinator onto a coach. See, I wouldn't force it though. Like, like if if you hire whoever Frank Reich, he comes in and you can say, "Who do you want as your defensive coordinator?" If you want, you can have a Jiro Evero. Like he is here, he is under contract. He is yours if you want him. If you have somebody else, you want every you guys feel free. You have a guy if you want him, and he's really good. Yeah, but knowing what I know about NFL coaches, he probably has like a brother-in-law <laughs> who really needs a gig, <laughs> and it'll go to him. <laughs> It's not like Evero's Nathaniel Hackett's best friend. No. Oh, no. okay. Right, right. Although he's done great. Yep. He's but under contract. Everyone yeah. else on the staff is also Nathaniel yep. Hackett's best friend. Yeah, that's yep. very true. Coach Tobin says, with all due respect, can you guys please do a podcast without seeing if someone will be fired or not? That's all uh, I've heard the past few weeks. Can we get better coverage of the actual game, please? I will stop there. And Coach Tobin, I think when uh, the game is the most important thing at that time of the season, that's all we do. That's all we do oh, yeah. in post-game. That's all we do Monday. That's all we do Tuesday is, is break down the game. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, we're breaking down the game that's coming up. Unfortunately, the Broncos have put us in this position mm -hmm. yeah. every November or December, every single year, where the game is not as important right now as potentially moving mm -hmm. on from a head coach, as looking toward the future. Yesterday's game was so, so, so awful where it doesn't make sense. They're three and eight now. There's Focusing on the about. game is not as important as, as looking toward the future, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. That's at least the way I think we approach this. And there's not like a crop of exciting young players who it's worth breaking down how they played. Like right. mm -hmm. yesterday was a lifeless football game. 
from start to finish. Yeah. Yep. Like you could talk maybe a little bit about Greg Dulcich and how he, he almost had a touchdown catch. Yep. <laughs> uh, you could talk about Baron Browning and, you know, how he's looked since he came. We are going to touch on all of these things, but you're right, Zach. The games literally have lost their importance. Yeah. Yep. And we can't just sit here and pretend like it's just as, it was worth just as much as the Niners game, uh, you know, in the beginning of the season. Especially when nothing happens. I mean, when when they the Panthers run the ball 46 times, throw it 19, they slowly work their way down. They punt more often than not. Defense isn't really making any plays. Talk about Pat Sertan getting torched a couple times. The offense, obviously nothing to talk about. Couldn't run the ball, couldn't throw the ball. And, and there's a couple of things that did happen we've talked about over and over and over again yeah there's just nothing to talk about right it's true if there was a massive decision that you know yeah. the win or loss yeah. came down to we would have talked about we'll that all over it if there was a massive game-changing play that you yeah. know someone made or didn't make like the raiders game last week yeah we talked all about it yeah exactly yep. uh nash bronco says hi boys thanks for the great coverage as always got a vent for a second this loss is on all three factors and everyone on the team. The team that trotted out there had no motivation, no energy, and no respect for any of their coaches. The body language from everyone was very clear. This team sucks. They know it, and they don't care enough to res to reverse it. I have all the respect in the world for players as humans, but on the field, product is pathetic. This is the first game I've ever legitimately thought about turning off. You guys are right. We have to rebuild. The injuries to this team are numerous, and this is why I'm not on the fire George Payton train yet. You can expect Randy Gregory to get injured, but not Javante, Patrick, Bowles, Cush, JJ, and KJ all at once. Not sure there's any reason to watch this team other than my love for the state of Colorado and everything related to it, including you guys. Well, thank you, Nash. Bro. Appreciate oh, the you. love. You also, no matter what, have to change the strength and conditioning this year. And yep. I think it's so obvious they're going to. I am always in defense of these guys because football is a brutally violent sport that causes injuries and there's no magic formula to stopping it but you have to at least show that you tried to change something to yep. impact that you know those sort of things and yes there are strength and conditioning coaches who have better track records than other strength and conditioning coaches when it comes to injuries lauren landau does not have that going for him at all he's done this once and yep. this is now several years in a row where the Broncos have had massive injury issues. I don't know if it's his fault, yeah. but you have to at least find out if you can help the injuries by changing that. I completely agree, especially just the soft tissue injuries are, have just been crazy, not just this year, but the past few years. Yep. Yep. Next one's from Gunner, who says, I'll never forget where I was when apathy set in for me with this team. November 27th, 2022, Section 516, Row 21, Seat 9, Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte, North Carolina. My vibes were so high heading into the Panthers game being oh. on the East Coast. I don't get to see the Broncos okay. in person often. I've only okay. attended four games in my life, now five. Sadly, I've also only, only, only seen them win once. September 22nd, 1991. Wow, he hasn't been to a game <laughs> they won in our lifetimes. Uh, at home against the San Diego Chargers. Then came back to uh, then came back to back losses. Washington at FedEx in 2009. And Christmas Eve of 2017. Finally, last year at Pittsburgh. This was supposed to be the comeback, but alas, I might just be bad luck. Now a special for Numbies. The winning score in all of the games I've been to leading up to yesterday has been 27 points. 27, 19, 17, 27, 11, 27, and 19, 27, respectively. Step in the right direction with 23, I suppose. At least uh, we won the coin flip. Latavius Murray broke a gainer, and I got to meet up with Virginia Beach Bronco 
All love to DNVR and go Broncos. Well, hey, at, at least, uh, well, no, actually not. Yesterday was the lowest scoring Broncos output of a game that he's been to. Wow. Well, that's uh, fun. Yep, to that's make fitting. it all worse. Yep, yep, yep. Russway Johnson, great job reminding us of the Russ Wilson impossible cap situation. Couldn't we add a cost-controlled quarterback to the room, though? That way we can at least try benching Wilson if this continues. A rookie or maybe find our own Geno Smith type. Rookie is, also, is not a good idea because we need an offensive lineman. Possible reclamation uh, projects include Mayfield, Darnold, Zach Wilson, Jordan Huntley, Jordan Love, no, or Mitch Trubisky. Is that any of those excite you guys? Hey, Jordan uh, Love last night. You may be the you may be the Packers' future. Low key. Yeah. Yeah. That ball was flying out of his hand. And he looked calm. I th I was afraid he I was afraid for him that he was just gonna look so out of place. Yep. But he, he didn't. Also, just looked like someone who's been watching Aaron Rodgers yep. for years and like mimicking <laughs> his motions. It's, yep. it's so true. Do you see the Mi Michael Jordan tongue? That yeah, he's doing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that first throw he had, he just like kind of flicked sidearm, and I was like, yeah. that looked just like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. You wonder if this is the start of a change there, although the Packers aren't in as bad of a situation as the Broncos, but they owe Aaron Rodgers like $55 million guaranteed next year. I pray for our friends over at CHTO oh, that man. Jordan Love is not an answer at <laughs> franchise quarterback. Can you imagine, like, the Chiefs just going from Patrick Mahomes to another guy, and you're like, are oh you serious? And they're good for, like, 35 straight years, and then they just yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah. Barb to Rodgers yeah. to love. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. If it works, which you, it probably won't. Did you guys see the photo from behind of uh, uh, Jordan Love standing next to Jalen Hurts? It said, love hurts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Going back that's to his great. question, though, you're unless you do something absolutely insane, which we'll talk about tomorrow – you're you gotta give Russ one more year to make it work, like you just have to. With I, that contract, you just have to. I I think what you can do is go the rookie route, even yep. this coming year with a sixth round pick. Bailey Zappi, yeah. yeah. It's it's not an answer, but it's like you're just giving yourself half a percent chance, and then the following year, and we'll oh, dive into this tomorrow. Maybe then you go first round. Yeah. If the Broncos even got like a college free agent quarterback <laughs> that people have heard of, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would be calling for him from yeah. week one of next it's year. So, so you just you're signing up for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens be. during training camp. If Kyle Slaughter was on this team exactly. right now, people oh would be asking goodness. for him to start. Oh, oh yeah, goodness. what a world! True champ fan twenty four says, "My peoples, we just need to sign ten UDFA quarterbacks and draft nothing but offensive linemen." LMAO. <laughs> Maybe we get lucky and get a UDFA that can come in and be as bad as Russ. Uh, but he will be an underdog, so he will be, at least be lovable, right? Please send help. Who's the best undrafted free agent quarterback of all time? Kurt Warner. Yeah. Mm, yep. Good one. Mel Burrow says, what hurts more, the contract given to Russell Wilson or the draft capital loss to get him? Definitely the contract. Yeah, it is a contract because it's gotta be. you have it. After this coming year, you have your first round picks back. With Russ, you are guaranteed to be with him for at least the next two seasons after this. And, well, I guess we'll talk about it tomorrow. Unless you go absolutely just – if you make the dumbest possible move. For the most part, though, the next two years and probably even a third year after this. So yep. it's a way shorter impact, the draft capital. If you're ever – save it for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> orange and blue for life. Well, boys, I finally reached the point of questioning why I'm watching the game. I've never been here before as a Broncos fan. Uh, but nowhere it can lead us. I'm also a Cincinnati Reds fan. Oof. So I understand how Rockies fans feel. The biggest question I think there is, can a new coaching staff get Russ back to a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, and is that possible with this receiver group? I know nothing about the Cincinnati Reds. You could tell me that has won the World Series, and I'd be like, yeah. 
there's no way it's as bad as the Rockies. It is. There's no no possible way. <laughs> yep. Rockies don't even want to win. That, neither do the Reds. The the Rockies, no, the Rockies I actually the Rockies spend money. Yeah, the, I was gonna say the Rockies wisely, actually try. But like, yeah, they do try to an extent. I don't know. The Reds, I, there was like a crazy quote from the Reds owner this year. who was just like, yeah, just don't come to the games or whatever. Like, oh, my gosh. He said something insane. Or like, go be fans of another team. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Rockies aren't there. Tacoma Sam yeah. says, okay, here's my crazy idea. Have Mr. Walton send a blank check over to Tony Dungy over at NBC. Tell him whatever he needs to come fix for us. When he's inevitably uninterested, do the same strategy for Peyton Manning. Make the two of them a package deal. I think it gets sweet enough for them to take it seriously. If those two can't fix Russ, then the next three to four years are truly lost. By the way, Dungy is a devout Christian, and the pairing of him and Wilson makes so much sense. Seems the kind of move to get the free agents to want to come to Denver and play for a legendary coach. Makes more sense than Sean Payton, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, anything to get Peyton Manning here, I'm all for. Sure. Um, I don't know about Tony. Tony Dungy's what, like 80? Yeah, he's he's <laughs> been out for decade it feels like it feels like he's been on that 67 okay all right not as bad um it's oh. yeah i don't I mean, think i also don't think that would attract peyton i agree no, i don't I, even think you could get peyton at 30 million dollars a year to no. be the head coach um, I mean, he's got to make more than that right now for sure yeah <laughs> oh man like he's gotta yeah peyton yeah definitely oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean he he makes that off of his entity, which he wouldn't lose. So you could add that. There would be some conflicts of interest. For sure. I don't know how exactly it works, but like the ESPN deal while being a head coach, there's got to be something there. I'm sure he can leave. Jeff Saturday just walked off the set and didn't literally walk off the set, but w went from ESPN He could leave. To that. He could definitely <laughs> leave. Could he still make money through like, like Omaha Productions, yes, but there's probably some weird contracts. He would there. just like get Pat McAfee to replace him on the Manning cast. And no, yeah, yeah. everything would be fine. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> Manning cast of his own games. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to happen regardless. Hey, he wants to call timeouts during every Manning cast. Might as well just let him do it. All right. Jersey <laughs> Bronco says, I sat in the pouring rain watching Mike effing White fall out against the best Broncos quarterback since Peyton Manning. Every time they showed an update of the Broncos game in MetLife, it was more miserable than sitting in that cold rain. My wife blames Zach. Whoa, Every wow. time she overhears me listening, it always seemed to be when Zach would say, the Jets are bad. <laughs> I think it's time we all open our eyes. The Broncos are bad. Yeah. Our foreseeable future is damage control until we can get out of this terrible Russ contract. On the bright side, we'll probably have the first overall pick when we can move on from Russ. We uh, are giving Seattle a top three pick now, and this team will only get worse offloading the talent we do have to rebuild. There were two things I wanted after the game yesterday. A dry pair of pants uh, and to listen to the boys break down the train wreck. <laughs> Cheers to the only thing that makes the Broncos this year worth a single thought. DNVR, much love from Jersey. Love you all. Appreciate if he didn't you. say earlier that he was sitting in the pouring rain and then came in with the I need the a dry, dry pair of pants, <laughs> I'd be a little concerned there. Uh, but uh, I apologize. The Jets are, are not bad. Uh, and I think the word I used to describe the Broncos earlier was awful. So I think that's close to bad. Yeah, I would go with something worse, like helpless. Ugh, man, that wow. is. And especially with the way you saw him play <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't even help themselves. No, yeah, they're helpless. All right, last one from Sunny Rain. who says, June 1st, eat it. Fire everyone and eat Russell Wilson's 100-plus million. We haven't even begun to see rock bottom. This could bring the rock bottom. This could bring years from now. 
Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I was going to say, <laughs> it's a good last it comment is. because we are dedicating the show tomorrow to all the information that you can have around this, all yeah. of the paths, all of the options, and what it would mean to do such a thing, which would be truly one of the greatest, if not the single greatest, admissions of failure in NFL history. Yeah. It's a great way to put it, and it would be the greatest. It might not even be possible in video games. <laughs> but it's so crazy, it might work. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Appreciate everyone for tuning in, uh, especially the haters. And we'll, <laughs> we will uh, catch you guys tomorrow. Hit us with a thumbs up.